pick the, <laughs> pick the fruit, you know, get back to tending the chickens or whatever exactly. They're, exactly. they're doing at that time. Uh, feed the goat. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 You know, you know who else is feeding goats? Who's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixlet. <laughs> My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today we're continuing our journey down the black road. The, the Diablo Black Ooh. Road Ooh. by Mel Odom. No, not the cool one. No, um, not the not the excellent painter who we both just completely scrambled in. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a print. I swear to God, I love this. Uh, guy's uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get some sort of Mel Odom uh, yeah. portrait and and hang it up. He's still alive, I think. The, uh-huh, the painter. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's probably one of those dudes that lived a pretty pretty worthwhile life you know yeah i i have to believe that he's let uh, led a pretty cool and interesting life uh sure and, yeah not just because yeah. he's a painter although that yeah doesn't hurt but doesn't hurt no no doesn't hurt uh so uh yeah where we last left off was at um a little website called patreon.com oh right slash yes. the pixelate pod that's where we la- ended the last episode so phil uh, can you tell me what happened at Patreon? <laughs> oh, at Patreon.com. That's, fav- that's my favorite transition I've ever done. That, I think I think you've nailed it. I think that's. <laughs> I think we might need to hang up our spurs because it's not going to get any better than that. That's that's it. We've the, the high water mark has been reached. Uh, well. Here's what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Kevin are currently uh, planning our bonus episodes, and we got some ideas, some irons in the fire, but one of the ones we definitely want to do is do a video where we choose our favorite games of a specific year, uh, year gone by, and this could go way back into the 80s, into the early days of video games, or it could be a more recent kind of phenomenon. Um, and so we came up with about half a dozen options, and we are letting anyone in our Heroes of the Pod tier or higher vote uh, in in what they want it to be. I'd probably just leave it up for a couple of weeks while we figure this out. There's no, like, deadline. But yeah, there's no rush. Nah, so, but there's plenty of time then. Based on when this comes out, we probably still won't have shows in it, but uh, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, this will be a couple weeks from now. Yeah, so so check it out. Uh, and, and either we have chosen it or we are still waiting. But the fact of the matter is, is either way, that's how we're going to do a lot of these. We want to hear what you guys want to watch us do. We are your dancing monkeys because money is changing hands. Our free econ- a free market economy is sound and good. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take part in that, please check out patreon.com slash the pixel lit podcast where all of our bonus material is going to be. I've got some more essays I'm working on right now, and you still get early episodes and all kinds of fun stuff. It's it's really neat, and we adore every last one of you uh, who has come out to support us. It's been really, really lovely. Every single one of you. All of you. So with that all being said, let's go ahead and put the body in the marsh. Don't laugh! It's not reality TV. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So we're picking up a chapter nine. Um, in chapter nine, Rathen is pretty upset about his uh, his ships being set on fire. Yeah. Um, now in the book, they kept saying cogs. I never bothered to look up what the fuck a cog was. Um, I just assumed it was a kind of ship. But like, I was just like, yeah, sure. It's, it's like cogs. a little sing, kind of a single sail uh, ship. Okay, like the little boat that you get when you're playing, uh, what's it, uh, Sea of Thieves. 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's basically okay. a dog. Okay, yeah. sure. So he's upset about his ships and cogs and boats and tugboats and um they're all they're all on fire. Everything's all on, on fire. fire. <laughs> everything's on fire. Um everything's on fire. He's trying to save the Barracuda and he's furious uh about uh, his pirates uh Wait, he's trying to save the barracuda and is furious about his pirates being too happy about saving it. Oh, I think it's because the, there was something about the pirates. You're like, ah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he's like, you fuckers. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's furious about a lot. Uh, he's also uh, the West March Navy has killed a lot of his pirates. And he notes that Maldron is basically death incarnate with his uh, Warhammer. Yeah. So the the uh, the Navy, the West March Navy sailors are like on the cliff stairs and Maldron is basically just braining pirates left yeah. and right. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's, it's pretty great fight. Uh, he leaves the crew to tend to his ships, and he's going to go look for Booyard Shalik. Um, <laughs> that name. <laughs> that name. <laughs> that name. Uh, meanwhile, Derek and Matt are trying to get Lex to come with them. Uh, Lex is concerned. Uh, they're up uh, uh, in in the city. Uh, they're like, come on, we gotta, we gotta get going. Let's let's just get on the ship. And Lex is concerned about the demon that the priests may be trying to summon, but Derek is impatient. Uh, so Lex gives him the lowdown on what Cabraxis is, um, and the priests and all that. And Lex is like, even the primevals dislike Cabraxis. Like, this is not a guy that Diablo even wants to fuck with. They nobody wants Cabraxis around. Uh, so that's why he's um he he's he's a pain. And Lex also references the troubles in Tristram. So we got like another tie in to the issues that happen in Tristram. That's like the events of Diablo 1. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh, also a nice the little, little tie in. Yeah, it's a nice little tie in because they, uh, at times in this book, they reference, you know, tr- the events of Diablo 1 and like the beginning of Diablo 2, mm-hmm. where, because uh, Diablo 2 is kicked off by, it's like one person in the party from Diablo 1 got uh diablo just like went into one of their bodies it, he didn't like die or something like that yeah, um, yeah and that's how diablo 2 kicks off um so matt and derek are going to stay behind and check on the demon stuff while the rest uh go with lex to the ships um and derek and his group follow Rathan's pirates stealthily below uh we got more cat like tread and <laughs> it's it's very dusty um down there Rathan's pirates don't want to be there they seem like they want to run away um and uh matt points out that the skeletons there's all these fresh skeletons from uh that were consumed by the locusts um and then chalik comes out of the door he looks better he looks like a he looks like he had some some years shaved off of his a a little uh, work done he had a little work done, yeah. a little, little demon plastic work. surgery, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a little infernal work. You know, that Dr. Cabraxis, if you can Ooh. get him, he's oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't take he'll... your insurance, but goddamn. He doesn't take your insurance. He's only paid in souls, but, yeah. Yeah. you know, if, you, if you're going to do it, you might as well go all the way. And the exchange rate isn't half bad, to be completely honest, between no, souls it's not, and dollars. Between so. souls and dollars, I mean, it's it's actually only like... $72 out on the fair or the free market yeah. uh, right now. Yeah. So Not it's only bad. eight. It's actually only $8 a month uh, yeah. on the free market right now. Um, boom. Twitter blue joke. <laughs> Someone had to make it. So- <laughs> had to make it. 
So anyway, Charlotte comes out with his Twitter blues subscription and he looks great. Um, <laughs> he did not regret it in the slightest. Did not regret it in the in the, in the slightest. And my next note is, uh-oh, it's demon time. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This is a very de- demon-heavy uh, section. We finally get into that. Yeah. Chapter 10, Matt and Derek watch uh, the men begin to retreat. Matt's like, yeah, we got to we gotta get, get the fuck out of here. Um, and uh, Cabraxis wants to make peace between Chalik and Raythan. Um, he's like, listen, you two could be better together than apart. You know, Chalik has got the magic. Raythan, you got the pirates. Eh, it's a great deal. And Raythan's <laughs> like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. No, I'm not going to bow down to any demon. And Raythan stabs him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he stabs Cabraxis right in the chest. And Raythan has a magic uh, sword, which also lights uh, Cabraxis up. Um, which, I don't know. I think demons are, uh, like, are not weak to fire. It just... Like, if it was, like, a water sword, I think he would have had better luck. But yeah. he had a fire sword, which is really only good against uh, living things. I, th- I think the fact that it was magical was really where a lot of the uh, the pain came from. The fact that it yeah. wasn't just some scrap of iron or it's something. Some hunk of, hunk of iron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good steel. As, yes. Uh, as you he says in this. <laughs> um, Put my faith in good steel. Um <laughs> So Cabraxis is like, well, you know, you can fucking die. Uh, the, there's a bunch of fireflies that come out and they rip all the other pirates to shreds. Um, and then those pirates that get ripped to shreds come to life and start attacking other pirates. Um, it's a big old mess, a big old, big old necromantic mess. Yes. Um, Cabraxis then grabs Raythan's head with his hand and lights it on fire. Just, just lights just, them up. Yeah, just poof. Like a just, match. Just like, like one hand, one gigantic hand over his head, and uh, as if his head is made of red phosphorus, lights him up. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's a picture wrap on Raythan? I think, I, you know, I yeah, I kind of made the same reaction when it happened because I kind of thought... Raythan was in this book for the long haul. That's how he was being set yeah. up. But uh, but man, he gets executed with basically no ceremony. The demon just goes, "Oh fuck you!" But I will give it to Raythan. He he uh, he was a big. He he made big talk on like, ah, demons aren't real. You're full of shit. And he saw like, a demon. Well, the demon is real. I'm like, well, I gotta fucking kill it. <laughs> well, yeah, and he still and he still talked shit. Like he went down like. He went down talking his shit. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't change his tune. He was like, "Oh, so I'm just supposed to be scared of you because it turns out demons are real." Fuck you. Like it's actually, if you gotta go out, like it's pretty metal. <laughs> he went out as metal as possible. It's true. He was um, a pirate who was killed by a demon's magic fire. That's yeah. about as metal as it gets. That's old school Dio metal. Right. Uh, was he killed? Yes. Was he killed? Yes. yes. Was he killed? We'll circle back around. Well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back around to that. Um, put a, put so, a pin uh, in that then, one. then the skeletons turn and attack Matt and Derek, uh, and we get a whole skeleton chase sequence. Um, what? Who was the skeleton? Who's the guy who did the models of the skeletons? Uh, uh, Harryhausen. Harryhausen. We get full-on Harryhausen. Absolutely we, get full- we do. Yes. <laughs> 
we're full Harryhausen at this moment. Um, Matt trips on some loose ground. Derek stops to help him. It looks like they're going to get eaten by the insects, but the insects are having trouble existing. So, like, the insects, they're just out of range for yeah. these demon insects. So as the demon insects start coming for them, they just start popping in the air uh, because the the range of the magic coming out of the door only affects so far. Um, uh, but now there's more skeletons chasing them. Um, Matt saves Derek by throwing him off the cliff and into the river. Uh, and when Matt tries to jump, he's knocked off course by a skeleton who tackles him in the air and his head bounces off the cliff wall. Um, and there's a, a really sickening crack there. Uh, Derek finds Matt in the river and tries to keep him from drowning. And then he swims with him to the, the, the long boat and Maldron pulls the both of them out. Uh, Maldron and Thomas. Um, and now the skeletons who don't swim, but they can walk underwater are like, you know, you get skeleton hands reaching up, grabbing the boat and rocking it about. Um, they're able to get them the boat moving again. Um, but, um, Matt is 100% totally dead. Oh yeah. And Maldron's like, yeah, I, I knew he was dead the moment we pulled him in. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was dead. He died. He was, he's died as soon as his head hit the, the wall on the, on, on the trip off the cliff. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So you don't, you don't limp away from that. That's, that's, you don't all. limp away from that. Yeah. So poor Derek, he lost his BFF. Oh, um, we get into some heavy duty. Uh, we get know, into some heavy duty grief chasing here. cars. If I lay here, would you lie with me and just yeah. forget the world shit with uh, poor Derek here? This is, yeah. He's going to let it linger. Um, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Uh, he's going to go full Irish on this, on oh, this grief. Big time, big time. <laughs> it's like several chapters of him just getting, just get his grief on. That's all there is to it. That, that's all there is to it. Chapter 11. We're kicking off the grief chapters. Oh um, shit. <laughs> Derek has been having dreams. They're still on the boat. He's been having dreams about Matt still being alive in the days that follow. Uh, we get some backstory about how nice nice Matt was to Derek as they were kids. Like Derek would get beaten by his father, and Matt would sneak up to his room um, and and sneak him food and all that stuff. Uh, Captain Tolliver uh, orders Derek to get his shit together and yeah. atta- attend Matt's funeral above deck. Uh, Tolliver notes that Matt was one of the best people he's served with. Uh, Derek is not doing well emotionally though; a lot of rage. Um. There's it's a lot some of buzz. serious, uh, some yeah. serious like uh, Horatio Hornblower, Master and Commander, like naval etiquette shit. Like he basically tells him like stiff upper lip, and uh, you know it's like he he would expect you to, to be there and be a man and da 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 da. It was very be a very, man. Walk very off. English. Yeah, <laughs> Run, rub some dirt in it. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's your best friend, but Christ, get out there. So yeah, uh, yeah. Cheerio, pip pip. Um, <laughs> Toodle Pip. That's a thing, right? Toodle Pip. <laughs> Toodle Pip. <laughs> Toodle Pip. He's like, shape up, you walnut eater. Yeah. <laughs> we need like a sound bite for callbacks. Just a callback. Callback. If, if you um, don't get it, then just watch all the rest of our episodes and eventually watch, you'll get Yeah, just get, 
download 100 episodes of Pixel It mm-hmm. and then come back and you'll get yeah. the jokes. You'll get it. Yeah. Um, you'll get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth Pixel it. Pixelit. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's our it's new. It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> um, we're getting into super marathon uh, levels here. Okay. Um, so they there's a lot of buzz amongst the crew about the death of Captain Rathan and Cabraxis and all that. Sailors talk. Um, and then at the funeral, uh, they have the funeral. Matt's body is released to the sea. And uh, while Derek is eating that night, he's eating above the deck, uh, having his his biscuit and uh, and some stew. And it was funny. It was hilarious. I was on YouTube. I don't know why this got recommended to me now, but there was a video on uh, ship's biscuits. Um, oh, okay. And how they were made, and you know, ship's biscuits or hardtack or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, how they were made, how you ate them, stuff like that. And I was like, this is fascinating. I watched a whole 45 minutes about a guy talking about the history of ship's biscuits and hardtack and then showed you how to, how, showed, and he's like, and now I'll show you how to bake them. And That's I was awesome. like, this is, this is amazing. Um, so if you don't know, ship's biscuits were these, uh, they were like these circular biscuits that you just like, loaded up into they just put them into barrels and that's what they kept and they have no moisture in them at all because if they have moisture in them then they can attract uh they can rot they can they can grow moldy they can attract insects stuff like that so the ship's biscuits were really hard they were rock hard um they're made by basically taking um you just make dough um Mm -hmm. but you don't add any yeast to it it's just it, yeah. It's unleavened dough yeah. that you fold over several times and you turn into this like hockey puck um, uh, size and a, you know, a sailor will be allotted a certain number of biscuits per day um, or uh, what have you. And it was like a simple way to carry food that wouldn't spoil mm-hmm. um, over long distances. Um, so, you know, you, you'd have these ship's biscuits and then what they would do is they would make like... Um, they would have water or, well, not water, but gin or or some sort of alcoholic beverage or or a stew or something, and you would dip it into that. Oh, um, or apparently there was like the one thing is they would melt like cocoa. Um, oh, that's cool. And it would turn into like a, uh, it was like a, a cocoa puffs type of cereal that they would eat. Um, and I was like, that is fascinating. But is apparently cool. uh, people who were the guy said in the video, people who would be sailors for a very long time for a very long time wouldn't be able to eat regular bread when they got back. They just didn't oh, they just didn't trust sure. the consistency of it. Yeah, um, it, it, they it, just it, got it. used to using this, like eating this basically a cracker like it's super thick. And it was like, you know, you just hit it against the table and it would splinter into like a thousand little like crackers, you know, like, yeah. like oyster crackers or whatever. Um, so I soak it was, in something so you didn't bust your teeth on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's what he's eating. He's eating his, his biscuit and, and stew and stuff like that. Um, see, we do the research on this show. We do the research. That's what you came here for. That's what you came here for. The and nonfiction I, of the fiction. Yeah, exactly. Kevin exactly. brought you the, 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 um, he brought you the, 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 brought you the thing, the thing, 
The thing that yeah. you guys wanted. The ship's biscuit. You wanted to learn about hard tack. God damn right. You wanted you to did. hear me summarize a 45 minute episode of some guy's show. Hell, the, the guy talks about history a lot, and you, the coin toss on those guys can go either way. This guy could have been like a problematic dude or oh, yeah. totally based, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's, uh, I forget somebody, somebody on, uh, on, uh, TikTok or something not long ago said something along the lines of like, uh, it's a really hard time, uh, to be a, uh, uh, like a PhD who specializes in the crusades and yep. stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the people who it used to be that if I saw someone with like a Knights Templar or something, I go, Oh, neat. I wonder, Oh, like it's just, gotten no, really bad. God. it's like, you know, but, Oh, they have a Roman statue as yeah. their profile picture. I wonder how this is going to go. I'm sure this um, is going to be fine. I'm sure this gonna is going to be, be great. Um, so while he's eating that night, Lex approaches him and apologizes about Matt. Um, Lex tells Derek, though, that he wants to hunt demons. Uh, Derek is like, this is all your fault, kid. Um, and Lex is like, come on, come help me f- hunt this demon down. And Derek's like, uh, fuck off, kid. Go suck an egg. Yeah. Um, he is not impressed with this kid in the slightest. And, and, it's, yeah. and it's blowing this kid's mind because he's used to being a... You know, I'm a member of royalty, so people are going to kind of... I'm a you royal. Know, you, yeah, you're they're going to bend over you know, backwards. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he does not handle uh, 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 being basically ignored with a hell of a lot of grace, I will say that. <laughs> so uh, that was just depression chapter number one. We're on to ch- depression chapter number two. This is the big <laughs> depression chapter. Yeah, this is this is the, the mega one. Uh, chapter twelve. Uh, Derek is at a is at a bar called the Cross Cross Eyed Sal's, um, and it's your basic bar. It has your bucks and wenches. It has uh, money flowing. It's the, it's Classic. an old building. It's set in a, an old building district. The, <laughs> the town's old building district. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the days we would spend at the old building district, just watching everything fall apart. Just watching, you know, doors collapse in on themselves. And oh yeah. The yeah. best. Uh, Derek is <laughs> drinking totally alone because people only hung out with him because they liked Matt, um, which is <laughs> so sad. That's, but, but I mean, <laughs> that's that's a real come to Jesus at that point where you're like, oh no, <laughs> you guys really only wanted to hang out with him. I thought I just had low self esteem. <laughs> We get more backstory on how Matt was the life of the party and Derek is just an absolute bummer. Um, <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. Really, we, we're, we're getting like, thank you, Mel. I'm sure we could have done this in fewer chapters. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my we're going to really hammer home the fact that uh, Derek is a fucking loser. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh. Uh, he's passing by wenches and they have... Uh, their thumb and their forefinger in the shape of an L on their forehead. Uh-huh. Um, and the hits start coming. And they don't stop coming in this chapter. Oh, you know, you're really on, on the ball today, sir. I'm impressed. Uh, well, we need, yeah. We need, yeah. To, we need to do, do more. I don't know if you guys can tell, but this is, it's it's daytime when we're recording this. I feel like it's an afternoon episode and yeah, I'm on it. Those are always special. Those are always really special. Uh, Derek is not going to get uh, uh, hit the ground running, though. He's going to keep <laughs> drinking. Um, 
A mercenary named Cernan uh, sits down across from Derek after Derek interrupts his flirting with one of the wenches. And Cernan is about to leave when Derek decides to insult him again. And they get into a fight. And Derek John Wicks with a sword. Mm-hmm. He knocks out uh, Cernan's companions in like the blink of an eye. Um, and we get some backstory on Derek's training. Like, oh, uh, by the way, Derek is spent years under the most feared fencing master of it's sort of like uh uh Arya Stark yeah um ish in that he was trained by basically the uh the most feared sword master of all uh, <laughs> for like 6 years right and and you just don't see it coming you just That's yeah it. uh the peacekeepers get arrive and Derek ends up tased <laughs> Yeah, he actually does. I just love this detail where it's, it's like, <laughs> they have a fucking taser. <laughs> I love it. It's like, we, we all know what you did there. We saw what you did, Mel. Like, we were not. Oh, my God. So, so the peacekeepers have like a little lightning rod thing that they yeah. use as a taser. Um, the next morning, Derek is in jail, and somebody nearby recounts that Derek was like taking swings at everybody when they brought him in. Yeah, um, Captain Tolliver, absolute mess. He, he was a mess. Captain Tolliver arrives. He's not very pleased, uh, and he warns Derek that he's on thin ice now. Um, and he's like, "All right, you can release him in my custody." And then Derek like vomits again. And they're like, "Well, we'll let him sit for a little bit longer. Get that out of his system." <laughs> yeah, yeah vomits and shits himself again and then like we'll 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 wait we'll 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 let him go in a little bit um uh later we get a big old time jump um it's two months later Derek is getting healed from yet another fight and Maldron says everyone is tired of it Derek has gotten into 17 fights 17 he says how many until <laughs> like I've been in a few and you're like you've been in 17 fights dude In the past two months, he's been in 17 fights. So we jump from the first one to 16 fights later. Um, And then everyone's tired of it. Tolliver's tired of it. Uh, Then we go even later. This is a half a month later. Derek wakes up in an alley, realizing he's late for the ship. He runs back to the dock, but but finds out the ship has left him. And he's like, my naval career is over. Yeah, like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just that, but he's dead. He's dead meat, basically, because it's like if you if you're found, if you're a sailor and you are found and you're not on your ship, basically, your life is forfeit or something. It's insane. Yeah. It's like if you're not working, then you might as well be dead, which, look, I'm familiar with the, the concept. Sure. Uh, but, <laughs> but this is far more directly point A to point B than I'm used to. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild because um, and Derek is like Tolifer wasn't it, like realizes like I, I don't have to worry too much because Tolifer wasn't ever one to actually sick the, uh, you know, the Commodore's people on missing sale. Like he didn't Tolifer doesn't care about that too much. Right. But that being said, if he got caught by. Uh, you know, some random, you know, naval officers like the NCIS, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. If they caught him, uh, then he would be he'd be in big trouble. Um, so we're we're 
we're leaving Derek there to, to stew a little bit. And we're back with Trollic. Oh, it's chapter 13. Booyard. Uh, booyard, booyard, booyard. Um, <laughs> Trollic is reading a bunch of arcane text. In my notes, I wrote arcade. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's reading a bunch of arcane text while sitting in a carriage to Bramwell, the town of Bramwell. Um, and the city is slated to be the first conquest of Cabraxis's new empire. Uh, Cabraxis, in the meantime, has taken over a body, and it's not going to last very long. Seems like he burns through him pretty fast once a demon yeah. has has taken it, uh, it taken it over. Um, so they're talking about their plans. Chalak has been using a bunch of entertainers to build up an audience of people in like the town square of, of Bramwell uh, to listen to him speak. Um, and then Chalik makes his appearance, his grand appearance, and he starts talking about like, yay, you're here. Listen to me preach now. And the town <laughs> initially is like, get bent. Oh, uh, yeah, they are not impressed. It was hilarious. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Demon Man. We're just not. No, no, thank you. We're not going to your wares somewhere else. <laughs> sell your wares. We are we are faithful to the light, my friend. And then Chalik does the thing that gets all people believing right away. He does a faith healing bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. He goes, he goes, uh, 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 who's, who's a good example. Uh, full, uh, full, uh, God damn it. Full Bacon. righteous gemstones. Yeah, um, there you go. That's what <laughs> go with that. Big, big tent revivalist, um, faith healing bit. Oh, uh, yeah. just missing the snakes. Um, yeah, actually, no, the snakes. Uh, no, do. it's not. <laughs> it's not missing the snakes. I'm sorry. I misspoke. It is. The snakes it, it, show up. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Good news. He goes full Pentecostal. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, there's a kid who it's it's basically like the little Timmy from uh, from uh, Christmas Carol um, or whoever the, the kid was. Um, oh, tiny Tim, tiny Tim. Yeah. Little Timmy, little, little, <laughs> little tiny, little, little Tim, Timbo, Tim, 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 little Tim, Tim, he, he, <laughs> he, he finds a, uh, uh, Timmy and he's like, Hey, you, you're, you, you're, you're sick. Right. And the kid's like, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not just sick motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and he's been sick from a fever. He's barely able to walk. Uh, Chalik puts him on this spell. Basically, a spell generates a literal black road of ash in the, the circle that he's in. He's like, all you got to do is walk walk the road. And uh, the kid's like, okay. And uh, <laughs> the, the kid starts walking, and he's like walking better. He, it's like Kaiser Sose at the end of uh of uh, usual suspects yeah. uh, the limp just kind of like disappears and he starts gaining <laughs> like muscle mass and and all that stuff and he's uh, everybody's like oh my god and then chalik fucks up the spell um <laughs> yeah did not see that coming <laughs> cabraxis is like he's like pay attention you idiot and like yeah, the road starts doing? like this road starts like sparking and and like is on fire from the other end. So 
He's like, okay, Timmy, you gotta you gotta run now. You time gotta, to run, uh, Timmy. Time to run. <laughs> and nobody is, I don't think anybody realizes but Chalik that if the road catches up to the kid, it's just gonna kill him. Um mm-hmm. so he's like, all right, come on. And the kid, you know, runs. He's like, yeah. And then <laughs> Chalik goes like, Oh, good. You didn't die in a horrible blaze. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, good. I'm good. I'm good, good. at this. Uh, and I'm good at this. Um Cabraxis, um, by the way, is like amazing at being a convincing devil character. Yes. He is so good. Like the, his dialogue, his back and forth with Chalik is amazing after this sequence where he's like, he's like, no, you know, I, I just because I'm, I'm from the dark doesn't mean I'm the bad guy necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, and Chalik is like, how did you, how are you able to do that kind of healing? And Cabrax is like, oh, you're so silly. Knowing how to cause pain, you first have to know how to heal somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like jazz, buddy. It just, it's like, you gotta jazz, know buddy. how the notes are played and then you skibbity do bop. And, yeah. <laughs> and just Cabrax is oh, just God, so scatting. Oh, my eyes. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. I shouldn't have. <laughs> so Cabrax starts, starts scatting and his eyes yeah. pop out. Um, yeah. It's pretty, pretty, it, it was gruesome, but, uh, man, he's got a, he's got a rhythm to him. He's got a rhythm that is, uh, really, dig it, Daddy really um, uncanny. Um, oh, yeah. all right. So the daddios <laughs> go to chapter 14. Um, uh, oh yeah. Chalk is like, we must build a church. Um, That's right. <laughs> it, it truly goes tent revival. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and we're going to talk about this more lately. But th- this is also another turn in the I don't know what the fuck we're doing in this book. Like, <laughs> moments, I don't I just, know where this don't book know is what going. The fuck we're doing. It started out as this like high seas pirate adventure thing, and all oh, the pirates are dead now. We got demons and uh, Pentecostal snake handling, and okay, like okay, just, sure, jump, big big jump. Okay, cool. Yeah, why not? Faith healing. That's sure. always good. It's always yeah. good. Um, chapter 14, Derek is in the midst of another months-long bender. Um, he's at a tavern eating for the first time in days, and he's been hired to work as protection for a gambler. Um, so, And he notices the serving girl has a bracelet for the prophet Dien Absten, which is just the the Cabraxis in disguise. Uh, yeah. Dean Epstein is, is what um, Chalik calls Cabraxis as like, Oh, this is how he is. The, he's the prophet Dean Epstein or whatever. Um, and like, so yeah, the, the, she's like, what's, what's the deal with that? And she's like, as she gives him the lowdown, what's going on Bramwell, how they're building a church and all that stuff. So uh, while walking back from the, from the pub, uh, Derek and the gambler are jumps by some dudes and they beat the shit out of Derek yeah. and uh, fatally wound the gambler. And this is, I think this is Derek's bottoming out moment. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like, yeah, rock bottom, like rock bottom, oh, man. In other stories, this would be our inciting incident, but we're halfway through at this point. We're halfway so. through at this point. Yeah. So Derek's like, oh man. And because the gambler's like, what what worth are you like i hired you to protect me and i'm dying here right like you're which useless. you know what decent point decent point decent point yeah. and derek's like ah oh, fuck 
Um, Back in Bramwell. <laughs> now that Derek Derek has hit rock bottom, he can he can actually go on an adventure now. Um, yes, it's like we started the. It's like they started the book too early. I feel like yeah. I feel like we're in like prologue territory still. Like we're, it's been we're, one long prologue. Yeah, um, this is we started like halfway through the second of the prequel trilogy or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's weird. Um, the church that has been built is absolutely stunning. Um, the healing has continued, but so how has the secrets that need to be kept. They don't really explicitly say what the secrets are, but like anytime they give a wish of like money or something like that, something bad has to happen. Um, so I, I, they don't, I have a feeling it's like, it's like that story about like, Oh, if you press the button, you get a million dollars, but somebody else in the world has to die. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, Chalik now goes by the name as Master Sayas, um, and it's been over a year now since the events back in Torxport. Um, and Chalik wants to build a new church in Westmarch. Uh, Cabraxis loves how how greedy Chalik is, and he, yeah. he's like he's like buddy, love how greedy you are, love how big you're thinking. You, you, let's wait though. Let's yeah. actually plan this one out a little bit. Yeah. He is impressed. He's like, I can work with this. We can, we can work with this. We can make, this we work. can work with this. Cabraxis. Yeah. And that's the thing about Cabraxis as a demon, um, where like other demons are written as being super impatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cabraxis is super patient. Oh, he's yeah. like, no, I'm immortal. All I have is time. So why not use that to our advantage? Yeah. <laughs> He's he's easily the most measure twice cut once demon I've ever read about. <laughs> you're right. It's usually like, no, my inferno plan must happen now. Like, and he's like, while the moons gonna... are aligned, and Cambraxis is like, uh, yeah, we could wait a few years. Let's time. just let win friends and influence the right people. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna write that. Actually, that's gonna be <laughs> make a little side money. Um. So he's like, first, we got to slowly win the influence of the people around the king and the king. And once we do that, we can expose how corrupt the Zacharum church is. And then there's only one church to turn to, and that's the the one of uh, Dien Apsten or whatever. Um, and uh, Chalik's like, all right, man, I guess that makes sense. So we got a chapter 15. Uh, Chalik is in the middle of doing another healing grift thing, and the church is absolutely packed. Like they, they, they had just—it's uh, written that they had just expanded to add balconies and stuff like that, and it's already packed again. You know, they—they they can't keep up with the demand of people joining the church. Um, so he normally he would he would ask the crowd who is worthy of the healing, and Cabraxis uh, picks a. Uh, a set of conjoined twins and Charlock is like oh what yeah i don't know this, how this is gonna work <laughs> this gets very you know what's weird this whole scene uh this whole chapter it in a weird way starts to get into this strange southern gothic place for me like between the sure. faith healing and the the deformation and and what we're gonna see here in a second uh yes yeah. It's very, I would, if this wasn't a Diablo franchise thing, I would expect this to be some sort of horror novel set in the low country or something. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more like Preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, feels like we're, we're getting a, a, especially with, with some of the characters that are about to show up, 
feels very yeah. preacher. Um, so there's some conjoined twins, and we get some backstory about how in the Diabloverse, you never see conjoined twins because either they die during childbirth or they're killed as after they're born. Yeah. Like nobody ever raises them. And um, so the Cabraxis snake swallows them. It's some weird thing where like you go inside of a snake's mouth or something like that mm-hmm. and, and a giant stone statue and it the mouth closes. Um, and Chalik just is like, okay, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Right on. <laughs> I'm sure this will be fine. I'm sure this will be fine. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> truly like, oh, this might not. Okay. This All might right. not work um, because they're very conjoined in that they share <laughs> arms and legs. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like it's basically one body and two heads kind of right. uh, yeah. conjoined. Uh, and so Chalik is like, whoa, um, he's doing the crusty, the clown. Yeah. Just, um, meanwhile, we get a a new point of view character and her name, she's a little girl named Meridor. Um, she's one of, she's the sister of the two boys and she has her doubts about the way of dreams, which is what the black road is called in their, Mm. in the preaching. Um, and, uh, when the snakes con- snake consumes them during the prayer, um, she's like, oh, this is not good. This is, this seems bad. And she's, she like backs up away from, um, what's going on. And she bumps into a curious man with a burned face. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder who that could be. Mm-hmm. Um, the man tells her they probably cho- choose children to walk the way because it's easier to win their hearts. Um, she also notes that the man sweats blood. Um, I mean, I think and his, we've all had that kind of a hangover before. His face is constantly like cracking and flaking and healing, and like the fresh, the the new flesh like reburns. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oof. It's uh, it's that's, pretty brutal. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Um, the snake opens its mouth, and the boys come out whole and healthy and separated. Um, and after that, the burned man flings open his, his coat. And this is where it feels like Southern Gothic, like this should have happened in the 1870s because the man would normally like, he would have filled his hands with iron and, and, and pulled out a gun. He does the Diablo equivalent and pulls out a crossbow, pulls out a crossbow and fires a bolt into Chalik's chest. Um, everyone freaks out, but the man has vanished and they ask Meridor who he was. She doesn't have any information, but the guards grab her to go talk to Master Sayas. So uh, that man is clearly Rathan, right? I think, yeah. Like, it must I think be, so. Right? Yeah. The man is got a, he, I mean, he was burnt. He's, He's burnt severely burned. And yeah, yeah. 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 That's got to be Rathan. Right. Uh, it has having to be. Searched, searched for Chalik and, uh, uh, it's it he's got he is a gruesome to look to like what the way he's described is yeah, the just description like, is so fucking cool it's really good horror burned flesh it like cracks the flesh around his mouth cracks as he smiles and flakes yeah. off and it's like oh um it's but like yeah that's healing weird. and then reburning and then it just over and over and over again it's crazy yeah, uh, that's it. But it is. I totally get it. This chapter does feel like a a different Southern Gothic horror story. Um, 
rather than than anything Diablo. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on the book so far? Well, that's kind of it. It's like I really like the individual pieces of a lot of what Mel Odom's doing here. I, I the culty uh, demon stuff is pretty cool, and the yeah. pirate stuff was pretty cool. Like so much of it individually is really interesting. Um, it just hangs together really strangely. I don't know if it, like if it's just the rhythm that we take up and it, it just kind of you get kind of a whiplash there where it's like, uh, OK, we're on we're a high seas pirate adventure. And now it's, you know, faith healing and and, you know, that it's it's just an odd jump. And I'm sure I think a lot of times when we get to a point like this in a book. Uh, and we're still unclear as to how we feel. Usually that's a good sign that we're not going to enjoy uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ending either. But yeah. I actually, and, I, and it's not even me being, being optimistic. I just, I feel like this still has a real chance to tie it all together in the end. But right now I'm just so, I'm just kind of befuddled at how all the different pieces work together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Pick a lane book. Right. Right. It's, <laughs> and it's all individual stuff that I should love. You know, it's, it, I love swashbuckling shit, demonic shit, the Southern Gothic thing. All this stuff is cool as hell on its own. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, I'm just not sure where we're going uh, with it yet. And I, I, I don't know how we're going to wrap all of this up just yet. But, yeah. Uh, I, I will say what I am feeling and I mentioned it a little bit ago. I feel like chapters one through nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like all of that could have been condensed. I yes. feel like a lot of this is up, up until basically, I feel like you could have started at like, uh, Chalik arriving at Bramwell or something mm-hmm. like that. Like a lot of this could have been backstory or revealed as part of like a mystery or something like that yeah. instead. Yeah. And that would have been really cool. Like, like, all right, who is this mysterious faith preacher who is, you know, uh, who is healing people and stuff like that. And then there's this guy on the scene, this bur- man with a burned face who's been sh- like killing his way through uh, his way to to the the faith uh, healer, like yeah, that that I feel like that could have all been a neat little mystery, and it's all, you know, it's all up to this guy, this former sailor who is a drunk, uh, and because yeah. I think Bramwell is his hometown, I want to say, yeah, I think so, yeah, so it's like this 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 former sailor who's a drunk but you know is the only person with the wherewithal to to figure it out or something like that like yeah. as a pitch that's awesome and what's funny is that if you look at the back of the the back cover summary of Diablo the Black Road it talks about how uh Derek is returning to his hometown and things are things are different things are weird yeah. or something like that and i'm like yeah, that would have made for a good start, starting point to yeah. the story. Yeah, Derek Lang uh, you know, is coming home about halfway through the book. <laughs> more than halfway through the book. Yeah. yeah, we're about 60% through the book, and it's like, Derek Lang is coming home. And we're like, yeah, we've burned most of the book before we even got into that point, though. Right, um, right. <laughs> 
So I think there's just some like economy of structure that is uh, missing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So that's that's kind of my opinion on it at the moment. Um, but it's, it's otherwise, yeah, individual moments are fine. Yeah. Um, I really like the the burned man shooting Chalik in the in the chest. Yeah. I was like, uh, I could see that. I could see it having like a John Woo ish like yes. doves being like doves yes. releasing at the same yes. time. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Odom's uh, Odom's a good writer. He's got he's got uh, wonderful scenes and moments and stuff like that. It just feels like I, I don't know. It feels like maybe it wasn't long enough or something, and we got this extended prequel kind of thing, which probably should sure. have just been like yeah. a longish prologue. Yeah. Yeah. If that. If that. That all being said, Mm. um, I I have one more question to ask you, though, Phil. Oh, sure. Uh, What are you playing? Ah, well, surprising uh, no one but maybe myself. I'm still playing Far Cry 6. Uh, Hey! (laughs) I'm still playing the... I I beat Bolt Gun, first and foremost. Uh, Loved that. Had a wonderful time. And I think the testament... To Far Cry 6 is that I actually did return to it after I was done with Bolt Gun, which is not generally how it works for me. If I'm interrupted, especially with a game of that size, um, yeah. I'm not generally going to come back to it. And Bolt Gun took like 10 or 12 hours to beat, so it wasn't like sure. it wasn't like a short game. And, uh, and I'm back to it and just kind of taking my time and slowly... Uh, taking uh, different, uh, you know, settlements and, and slowly doing exactly what I do in Far Cry. Um, just I'm picking, still, part, picking yeah. the bad guy apart, basically. Yeah, exactly. Just piece by piece, uh, uh, checkpoint by checkpoint. And it's it's not it's not as good as the other Far Cries. I stand by that, but it's still pretty fucking good. I cannot, sure. I can't yeah. deny it. It's still a really solid, uh, it feels good to play. It's, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, so that's still happening. And then I, uh, I actually, just for fu- the fun of it, I was starting to get an itch, starting to get the old itch. And I went ahead and, uh, played and beat, uh, two of the DLC of, uh, Alien Isolation. Uh, oh, which okay. I'd, I'd never played before. I, I was at Last Survivor and Crew Expendable, which is, uh, you know, from the original Alien film. Um, and, uh, and I gotta tell you, it, it was, it, it scratched the itch, uh, but maybe... Sure it was not the best place for me to jump back into uh, 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 Alien Isolation when I haven't played it in a couple of years because it was like the first 30 minutes were just me remembering, oh, right, I can't move this way and I can't do that. And that sound means, okay, I was just getting torn to shreds over and over and over again until I found my sea legs, so to speak. Um, That was fun. It was just kind of... They're kind of they weren't adding much. It was just the novelty of being able to actually sure. play Ripley, um, and yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, I enjoyed it. So uh, good, what what, good, what good. have you been playing, Kevin? Uh, I so yeah, I had to beat Bolt Gun. Um, it had a uh, and and I liked it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not. Um, it'll probably make it if if we have a top ten, it'll make my top ten probably. But mm-hmm. it's it's one of those games where like this is a good game. It could easily get kind of like knocked down a few pegs just because I had some issues with like enemy variety, um, Mm -hmm. boss variety. um, Boss variety especially. 
the boss variety especially because you basically just rotate between the three same three bosses over and over again yeah um even for the very final boss even for the is... final boss is just doing that again except yeah. all of it's a boss rush yeah. um so yeah i had uh, some of that was was uh i didn't uh love but i you know i like the environments are amazing um some of these some of these i wish it had like more of a photo mode um yeah. Yeah. to like easily take down the hud and all that stuff um so uh i think just like clear the gun out of the way mm -hmm. um but it's yeah it, it's it's good um yeah. need, needs a mini map or not a mini map just at least a map a map of up. any stripe would be very very appreciated i that's that's the that to me it, little things like that are the difference between me finishing the game and going that was lovely I enjoyed that I'm putting it away now and finishing the game and then going maybe I could beat it on the next difficulty level up and just give yeah. it another go you know that's exactly. the difference for me yeah because uh, because normally I probably would have like Resident Evil for you know I I beat it over and over again mm -hmm. um, this I was just like. All right, well, that was good. And then I un uninstalled it and continued yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, moved on. Right, it's a very solid game, but you're right. I think it's it's yeah. if it makes it to the the, the top ten list, it's going to be near the bottom, towards the bottom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and now what I'm playing is the System Shock remake. How are you enjoying that? Because I never played System Shock, and I, ne so I never intrigued. I never played the first System Shock either. Um, I'm loving it. Um, uh -huh it's it's a lot of fun uh and i can see as i play it i'm like oh i can see why so many people were inspired by system shock and then i'm also like i could see why there's certain games that needed more system shock in them to yeah. to be better and i was like i was like cyberpunk 2077 would have been a better game with more system shock in it um oh, things like things like that if they had pulled a little bit harder from the system shock influence mm -hmm. um as i play it i'm like oh okay yeah it's it's an amazing game um i don't know how and i need to all need to play system shock 2 when the uh because there's a remastered version of that coming out not a remake just a like an uprising remastered uh, also by night dive um I'll have to see how they got to bio, how some people got to Bioshock from the system. Because Bioshock is called Bioshock because it's supposed to be directly influenced by the System Shock games. Right. Uh, but I'm still not quite seeing the connection between Bioshock and System Shock. And maybe I'll get there if I play System Shock 2. <laughs> um, I mean, I know, I understand the connection. It's just like, there is a lot more to System Shock's environment and um, also in the remake, and I don't know if this was the case in the original, I would have to check, but in the remake, it's like you have reasons to go back and forth between levels. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily the case in Bioshock, like the backtracking wasn't really a thing in Bioshock. It was, Bioshock's a lot more linear than when when I replayed it, I was like, "Oh yeah, it is pretty much a linear game for the most right. part." Um, so, yeah, that's I, I, I'm really liking the the System Shock remake though. It's nice. um, it's got a really cool 
You know what's itch it scratches for me is mm. prey and alien isolation. I had a feeling you would say prey. I'm surprised about the alien isolation part, though. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it very much feels like you're sneaking around on the because uh, you go into the vents and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it does it does give me vibes of uh, sneaking around on the station from um, uh, from alien isolation. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm playing right now, and um, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. I don't think I'm. Check my Steam account, see if I'm playing anything else. I got I got uh, Octopath Traveler two from oh. from you for my yes. birthday. Yes, happy so, birthday, Kevin. Thank you. I'll be playing that soon. Yeah, it turned my last year as a thirty something. Yeah, you got you got one more year, and then you join one the more club year, with me. and then I'm joining you in the in the in the forties. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good so far. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not yeah. so bad. Not so bad. Um, but that'll do it for tonight's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, go check out our Patreon and also uh, go to our website, pixelitpod.com, where you can find links to our Discord um, and check out our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter less so. I recommend all of you get off of Twitter just for your own uh, health and safety. Um, but you can find <laughs> us on those sites um, at pixelitpod. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It's been uh, it's been a blast, and uh, I love I love all of you, and I love you, Phil. And this I is love you too. this is this is just this is just fun. I can't uh, believe we do this for fun. For we do this for now. fun. This is awesome. This is awesome. I still like this show. <laughs> yeah, me too. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>